Greetings and salutations to all you sentient entities out there. This is the Fact Daddy, and he's about to share with you something called a Fact Daddy experience. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, I really enjoyed this uh, anime show called Hell's Paradise. Um, it's a very interesting show. Um, basically oh wait time out I have to digress I have to digress alright I saw some one of those you know random little clips where you see somebody talking shit you know as is the case in the 2020s decade thus far and in particular it was Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about the Terminator and he was saying that because Kyle Reese says the only living tissue can go through the time machine if that was true the exoskeleton of the Terminator would have not have made the journey so it would have just been a puddle of slime right and I call bullshit on that one um, here's why um, it's kind of inconsistent analytically to think that a grunt like Kyle Reese, whose only purpose in coming back in time was because he had this strange obsession and love for Sarah Connor, John Connor's mother, and he wanted to protect her and John Connor. So, the point being, how would he know how to fuck a time machine works? He's not going to know the inner workings of that thing. He just knows they used it. They sent him. That's it. He can't go back. But in terms of like a hole in the story, I, I, I don't agree at all, man. I don't agree at all. After all, it was the machines who built the time machine, right? You know? Um... Maybe I got that wrong. It's been so many years since I've seen the Terminator, but I don't even care who built the fucking time machine, man. The point is, this dude didn't. He's not an engineer. He's not a scientist. He's not a physicist. He's not none of those. He's a very good soldier, you know, and literally like a MacGyver soldier. Get what you can and try to make it work because the odds are highly stacked against you. If you got a bunch of, like, Terminators hunting your ass down, you're going to get fucked up. But I totally disagree with him because, again, the actual inner workings of it are mysterious. I mean, that's how science fiction works. If they got too literal, too technical, you wouldn't imagine anything. That's the whole purpose of imagination. Now, figuring out how to actualize it in physical reality is one thing. But in terms of imagination, you know, you can imagine scenarios. You can the implicit and explicit phenomena, which I always love to discuss. You know, implicit in, in uh, lemon tree is, you know, and lemon seed is the lemon tree. It doesn't always grow to fruition, but, you know, there's a process and a cycle of existence. And I say all of that to say, yo, bullshit. You don't, that dude don't know nothing about the machine. You can't base your analysis off of what he knows. So that was my big digression. I'm not going to make any major social and political statements other than those that may or may not be implicit in any 
prior statements that I've made. Of course, this is only if you disregard the fact that potentially mind, personality, body, being are always in states of fluctuation. So I think more we have errors of our existence where we have a certain recognizable personality and then something that isn't recognizable to people because of all the experiences good and bad in life that have impacted the psyche enough to be reflected in your presence anyway so this this show hell's paradise has this guy gabby maru the hollow and since he was a kid he was raised to kill people and all this stuff now the first episode is really cool like i like the music i love the the opening theme it's like chill but it's energetic so it's like i'm gonna fuck you up but i might be a little stone type um energy and the character kind of plays to that like he's chill most of the time and then he just bug out and he might fuck you up real bad but anyway they start out with this thing about beheadings and they say that you know beheading a person with a single blow is next to impossible now i have no idea how that works but um Sometimes if you know Someone can't cut someone's head off In that first go They just keep going And it amuses the leaders and rulers of The place So You see The sword tip break When this dude was trying to <laughs> Cut Gabby Maru's head off And the reasoning for this Is Because he Since birth was trained In the Iwag Gakure Ninja Way. So that's his clan. And you know, you'll see him standing on a huge pile of bodies looking like Sub Zero from behind. That's just my take on it. You know, because he's like just cold, like it's misty. Um, but basically, this guy, Gabi Maru. He ended up getting betrayed by his clan because the clan master didn't like when he came to him and said that he wanted to leave the clan with his wife, who was also the clan master's daughter. Um, but yeah, so you're introduced to this guy. He's about to be executed. And... They're going through all these motions of killing this fucking dude. And it's kind of hilarious. I mean, they tried to burn him at the stake. And it didn't work. I mean, he didn't burn up. He didn't die. Um, <laughs> afterwards, he has the executioner to kill him already. You know. Then he, he gets another, you know, execution thing. And this one, like, they keep cutting between styles of execution. And um, this guy just not dying. Like, he's executed by bulls. They try to pull him apart. The bulls end up getting killed or totally fucked up. Um, it's crazy. And then they start discussing, the, like, the method not only rips off the legs, but also causes a split that goes all the way right to the left of the chest. Isn't that super sexy? So, you got this guy, you know, 
he gets captured. I mean, <laughs> they went through all this trouble to burn him at the stake. You see the setup. <laughs> They're like, yeah, usually a person is, is uh, burns to death or dies from the poisons coming from the gases, from the flames. And sometimes they do like a mercy kill where they spear your ass. But when they tried to spear this fool, <laughs> the spear broke. <laughs> oh, shit. Then they set this fool on fire. <laughs> oh, man. And you see like a crazy shadow in there. And you're like, oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> He's still alive. And the flames are enormous. And this fool still, he's just not going to die, man. He got the steam coming off of him. You know? He just wants to die. Sort of. Like, you know, because he was raised not to have any dreams or feelings. You know, they showing this fool walking around carrying heads. He's like Sub-Zero, I'm telling you. He's like a young Sub-Zero. And he was like... Why was he caught? Because, I mean, he's crazy nasty. And like I said earlier, he was caught because he's trying to dip off of the village. Um, because, you know, they're not down with that. The village isn't, isn't down with letting people leave. And this guy, again, I have to reiterate with the bulls. Okay, they didn't die. But they smashed into the ground and they started drooling white shit. So that doesn't look good. That's not a good look. That's a whatever kind of look. Oh, I just did that to look at the waves when I make sounds on the screen. When I make sounds, I look at the screen and I see my soulless being becoming whole and not existed simultaneously. Anyway. So, you know. Like the executioner, yo, she shuts down the little business dickhead who wants to kill this fucking kid. Um, supposedly, Gabi Maro de Harlow was the best in uh, his village. That's why he got to marry the chief's daughter. Um, <laughs> he does refer to her as an idiot, but... As they as the exchanges between them unfold, you'll realize that he's more of an idiot than she is. And I don't even think she's an idiot at all. But um Yeah, she told this crazy motherfucker to pray once a day, say thanks for the meals, express gratitude for the life we've taken. Yo, she's hardcore strange. So he's funny. And, you know, you can't betray the village. So, he gets sent to do this last job. And then, boogity boom. Now, I think the last job thing kind of sucks. You know? Because, I don't know, man. I, I There's always these fucking assassin stories. And they always got, like, you know, some dickhead wants to send a guy on a last job. Like, maybe this motherfucker just don't feel like killing people no more. Like, no, you know, no job really can hold people's attention, like, for life. There's got to be different facets to it. I mean, and there might be some things that can hold your fascination and attention that much. And then you master them and become legendary. But just in a general sense. So, 
Yeah, he he's kind of dangerous, but this chick is trying to, and I always forget her name, so I apologize, but you know, for my lack of professionalism, but it's just me popping shit, so I don't really do it as a profession, and were I to do it as a profession, I'd probably still suck just as bad as I do now, so it's not a big deal to me. <laughs> it's just funny, because he... Gabby Morrow keeps selling to the uh, executioner that he doesn't have any feeling about dying. And yet, whether it's a reflex or it's his superhuman shit, he's, uh, holy shit, they even boiled him. Yeah, they fucking boiled him. They fucking boiled this dude. Oil combusts at a temperature of over 370 degrees, however... Cannot be kept boiling long in the earthen pots used during the Edo era. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's doubting himself. He's supposed to be empty. That's why he's called the hollow. And yet, he's not dying. He has an attachment or something. And the executioner, here she is. So... She says she's ready to cut this motherfucker's head off. And they got the little lamps hanging from the thing. And they're carrying lamps. He's handcuffed. And he's still like a young Sub-Zero with a fucked up haircut. That's not an insult, by the way, to the animators or anybody. I think he, that, he looks awesome, though. Just saying. That's what I think of when I see him. Especially because he's got the super young face. But he's got the white hair. So it makes him seem old. But he's not old at all. So, she's an executioner. Yeah, I've been referring to her as a uh, executioner the whole time, but that whole time Gabby Morrow thought she was like a sword tester or some bullshit. She's the executioner. Sagiri Simon. She's from the... Give me a second. The neurons are pausing. It's the AOL buffer sound. Don't don't worry. I will eventually figure it out. Yeah. Yamada Simon Sagiri. So all these people are from like the I think it's the Simon clan. Um or Yamada Simon clan. So Sagiri is her name. Um Yeah, Yamada Simon is the trade name of the Yamada clan Ronin. Or samurai who have served as sword testers and executioners for generations. They are master swordsmen capable of testing swords and beheading criminals with a single blow. And Gabby Morrow says, you're an Isaman, a woman? And she says, yes, a woman. Runaway Shinobi. The shogunate has charged her with executing him. Oh, she she said, you said you wanted someone to kill you. She said she would grant his wish. Oh, he saw the vision of it. He can feel that she's like the fucking real deal. He breaks out of his wooden prison handcuff thingies. And that's, yeah, I said thingies, man. I apologize. And then she's about to fuck him up. Oh, he moved. She's ready to fuck him up. He's asking why'd you evade the blow You'd have died if you hadn't moved And now his neck is bleeding Oh she would have cut his head off 
She's coming after him. But he does not want to die. So what the fuck does this motherfucker want to do? Wow. <laughs> she says she's been through the final moments of many. Learn how to identify how people... Sorry, a person's true nature is reflected in the blade. Some put up a brave act until just before their death. Some desperately beg for mercy. And some lie to themselves and claim to have accepted death. What? The Gabi Morrow the Hollow. There's certainly a great emptiness inside you. Damn, I'm certain of it after listening to you describe your history. But you lied about one thing. You do have an attachment to life. Oh, and then his eyes get all big and he look crazy as hell. And his little white afro thingy is like floating around. Oh, so she bringing up his wife. The one he called an idiot. Yes, he loves his wife. So what is he going to do now? He's going to have to get violent. <laughs> Yo, he's angry as shit. He's like, you don't know nothing about the world I lived in. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people do. It's a pretty shitty, horrifying world. Lots of psychological trauma and damage. He said, I've grown too accustomed to terrible, ugly things. I can only show you the same. This is him remembering his wife. And then she touches him and she says, that's not true at all. You're kind. After all, you're the only one who wasn't repulsed by this face. She's got like a little burn on the left side of her face. She says, maybe being accustomed to ugly things isn't so bad after all. You know? It's crazy. She talks about how they're not allowed to live as people. That's what happened to her face. My father burned it, so I had to give up on trying to live like an ordinary woman. But people's hearts don't die so easily. See, it's like these little nuggets of zen. You know, the context is so brutal. And yet these there's still some sort of form of hope. And she kissed him and he blushed. Even though he's supposed to be such a hardcore, ruthless murderer. And she even says to him, someone like you couldn't possibly be hollow. It's like a, the psychology of it gets crazy, but I mean, this show is fucked up. Like this show is kind of crazy. You know, because you find yourself liking this character, even though he's like so fucking weird. You see, he was about to quit making, quit killing people. He just wanted to live a quiet life with his wife. And, of course, he told the chief like a dumbass. You knowing that the chief is crazy as shit. It's messed up, man. He's always seeing the shadow of her father. Oh. Right when he was about to swing his sword, she pulling out a government document. Official pardon. Oh, shit. 
Not only does it dismiss all the charges, but even grants you the Shogun's protection. Way to go, Gabi Maru. With this, neither the Magistrate's Office nor the Village's Shinobi um, could harm you. And he's like, what? So, she tells this motherfucker he's going to the underworld. And he's like, the other side, like death? And she's like, no. There's a land brimming with fertility and joy where there is no pain. Yeah, right. Shinsenkyo. Yeah. They call it paradise, the other side in heaven. Yeah, Shinkyo ain't no heaven. They want to go there because the Shogunate wants the elixir of life. So basically, if you bring back the elixir of life, you could be pardoned. That's why Sagiri showed up. She wanted to find someone who uh, might have an actual chance of getting the elixir of life. And that's where the shit gets crazy because... You know, once they actually go, you know, like it gets weirder. Oh man, he looks so. They animated the scene where he uses that ascetic haze thing. Oh, what the fuck? He just wrecked everybody with that shit. Like, ultra fast. Like, he's a beast. He's a fucking beast. Um, but yeah, anyway. There's a second episode. <laughs> the first one, by the way, is called The Death Row Convict and the Executioner. Which is, you know, very self-explanatory. So, screening and choosing. Right? So, now they have to actually be screened after they volunteer to go. They have to actually, you know, be awesome. So, I'll talk about that next time. That's just the first episode. Um, it's just such a fucking good show, man. You, you gotta check it out. I'll be doing another bunch of these. I don't know if I'll group episodes together or not, but this is just for the first episode. Um... But it's crazy, man. The show is really fucking crazy. Anyway, this is Thack Daddy. Hoping everybody's cool. Have a great Friday the 13th. Um, and if you don't give a shit about that, then that's perfectly fucking fine. Don't give a shit about it. I'll probably forget that it's Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th. Anyway, Thack Daddy doing his thing. Gonna do more of these. You know, just for the fuck of it. Just to piss into the wind. And let the droplets land when they may. You know, where all of us have a platform, but not all of us are heard, which is, again, perfectly fine by me. The way you things look, I think a more chill, relaxed attitude with some training will certainly soothe the soul and ease the mind as we look at the massively chaotic energy that's bouncing all around in this world. Anyway, love each other. But mostly love yourself. And I just don't mean with just lotion. I mean like emotionally. Anyways, the fact that he's saying, enjoy yourself. Live your life. Peace. <laughs>